Entérate de lo que pasa en el mundo. Branch out. Toma en serio tus comedias. Búrlate de tus tristezas. Why? Parita, ya. Descubre tu ciudad. Walk con chorizo. Conoce su gente. Take a freaking chill pill. Oh, baby Jesus, why? Botanea. Alimenta tus dendritas. Why? Google it. Get milk wasted. La Rosa de Guadalupe. Hashtag, let's talk about sex. Why? Cosita. Este es el rumor de la ciudad. ¿Cómo están? Habla Diali eh, Los saludo desde después de unas vacaciones Muy, muy largas Bueno, no vacaciones, pero pues estuvimos un poco lejos Hola, Nubia Hola a todos Gracias por estar escuchando Nuestro podcast número 9 I can't believe we're at podcast Ya llevamos, nine. bueno, dos meses No, no necesariamente, pero ya son ocho podcasts Nueve podcast. con este Sí, wow. sorry for the break We were a little bit busy Diali didn't have a life for some time So, but we're back But thank you for everyone who's been demanding it I'm just kidding, nobody has <laughs> But, nobody I mean, has. if you Yeah, I mean, if you're glad it's back Hey, tell us about it But anyways, tenemos muchas cosas muy padres, la verdad hoy y tenemos algo nuevo que, que vamos a meter en el podcast que uh -huh. va a estar muy padre. Ajá, eh, los vamos a estar informando de lo que está pasando en el mundo. Oye, pero ¿qué traes hoy? Pues traigo una entrevista con una super chava. She's a super woman, really. Girl crush. Total girl crush. <laughs> I like drool when I'm hearing her <laughs> talk. But there's a lot of women in Phoenix that I really drool over. Like um, Biali. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. But. So it's an interview with Courtney Klein, um, CEO of Seedspot, and she's also a founder of another really cool organization called New Global Citizens. Entonces traemos una entrevista con ella y sobre varias iniciativas que su organización tiene. You guys are going to hear about their organization. Like we said, we're going to have news for you. We're going to have the recommendation of the week and something about Angelina Jolie. What the crap is up with her and her breasts? <laughs> breasts. Just kidding. So yeah, we have that. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, and events. And events, of course. We always have events. Oye, saludos tienes para alguien? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any friends. Yes. Go fine. Ahead. I have a friend that really smells all the time. I just want to tell her to take a shower and her name is Laura. I figured. <laughs> When you think of stench, uh, <laughs> you think of Laura. We're just, just kidding. She's here. We just wanted to say hi. We're just talking smack because she's yeah. sitting here very <laughs> diligently working. Yeah. What a boring, boring life. Boring. <laughs> Shut the crap up. Oye, saludos a Ayos en Planeta que we no miss está him. aquí yeah, hoy, pero true. we gotta bring him back for the next one. He's Or actually, are we? Uh, oh. This is a test. I kind of. <laughs> If it's better without him, we're gonna keep it without yeah. him. No, no es cierto. Saludos. Eh, good luck on your film. We know you're working on yeah. an awesome film we with love the Flames. So good luck with that. Saludos a Mary Stevens. She just had a really cool event yesterday, actually, because she likes doing stuff on Tuesdays. Her band plays which is really awesome. Next time she's having one, we'll announce it because it's a really cool event to go to in the city. Um, saludos para ella, que siempre se avienta unos eventos bien chidos. Y pues saludos And the hostel. A, Pretty cool. Ah, sí. Y el hostal. Si no sabían, mucha gente no sabe que en Phoenix hay un hostal bien padre. Nadie sabe. Nadie Así que si no sabes, si no sabías, ya sabes. North. Yes, go. You check it out. Pero saludos para ella y a todas las y a todas las personas que se fueron a ver su evento ayer. And that's it. And F you summer. Freaking hot days. I hate it. In city news, the Arizona House of 
representatives passed a measure that would expand quote-unquote religious freedom protections. What the heck is that? SB 1178 would, listen to this, allow people to sue over potential, keyword potential, violations of religious liberty, which means that they can sue a company before the violation actually happens. So be on the lookout for that. It could be, in my opinion, a little bit dangerous. In state news, Jody Arias... Oh, hell no. Don't talk about Jody Arias. In national news, Los Angeles Unified School District took a step forward towards education. The district banned suspension of students deemed willfully defiant, which means when, for example, a student wears a bandana and it's school policy not to wear it, that means willfully defiant. A high school in East LA in a low-income neighborhood is trying this and the results are phenomenal. The dropout rate lowered and the graduation rate is at 98%. This school is the highest school in California where students got accepted to UCLA. 27 of them. Dang! En Noticias del Mundo, en México despiden a Humberto Benítez Treviño. ¿Saben quién es ese? Pues es la cabeza de la Procuraduría Federal del Consumidor o Profeco por el abuso de influencias de su hija denominada Lady Profeco. Hashtag, Hashtag Lady Profeco. Que hizo un superberrinche e hizo que cerraran a un concurrido restaurante de la Ciudad de México porque no le dieron la mesa que pidió. Kudos to the Mexican government. And in Space News, in 2013... And in space news, NASA is contemplating going to Mars in 2030. And why I say contemplating? It's so hard to get to Mars that they're thinking about going long-term time so they can start a farm there. Yes, you heard it, a farm. They want to know if it's possible to create greenhouses so they can have farms like tomatoes and lettuce and everything like that. But the thing here is that Mars gets half of the daylight that the Earth gets, so they have to know with engineers if they can have light and all those things that they need for farming. So yeah, check it out, NASA. Why don't they do that on Earth? Courtney Klein-Johnson, I'm the co-founder of SeedSpot. We are an early stage incubator for social entrepreneurs, so we provide startup companies with the resources that they need to scale their ideas and get their businesses off the ground. So we opened our first application process last summer. We had 191 entrepreneurs apply, and we took 16 companies into a full-time program and 40 companies into our evening program. So we provide every company that comes to us with mentorship, advisement, office space, access to capital. We educate entrepreneurs about the ins and outs of legal formation, financial models, Modeling, marketing, branding, commercialization, how to become bankable, how to raise capital, um, how to network, you name it. Um, our dream is really to help early stage entrepreneurs um, get their ideas to market. And the particular kind of niche that we focus in on is social entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So products, services, or technologies that are improving people's lives or the community at large. So this year there was no fee. Um, we don't take equity in the companies. Uh, next year, we will open our application process on May 18th, and we'll take in two cycles. We'll have a fall cycle and a spring cycle, so we'll be able to house twice as many entrepreneurs, and there will be a nominal fee associated with that um, to help us become more sustainable as an organization ourselves, um, but certainly not gouging in any re regard for the entrepreneurs to pay their way, um, and we don't believe in taking a percentage of equity in the companies. Um, so our goal um, is really to get them off the ground and get them connected to the 
right resources and help them raise capital if they need to do so through a variety of mechanisms and partnerships that we have. So we really look for, um, the social impact piece is important to us, of course. Uh, we look for traction. So what have you done so far on your idea? Um, we will take companies and ideas that are really early stage, but have you done your homework? Have you done your research? Have you decided what the marketplace looks like for you? Have you um, determined how you're going to make money? How will you be sustainable? Um, what do you need to get the idea off the ground? The more you can synthesize that information and put it in your application, the better. Um, if you already have a product or a technology or something in the market, it's wonderful for us to know that. What have you already done? And then what do you need to scale even larger? Um, so we don't work with any companies that are over half a million dollars in revenue. So if you're too far advanced, we figure that you're off and running and doing great things and you um, don't necessarily need the resources that we can provide. But if you're under the half a million dollar mark um, and do have traction, then we certainly love to consider those applicants. Uh, and then the other thing is really just the entrepreneur themselves. Who are they? What have they done? Um, how committed are you to the venture? How passionate are you? Is this um, something that you're going to do you know, short-term, long-term? We just kind of like to get to know the entrepreneur themselves, and we say that we bet on the jockey even more than we bet on the horse. So being a good jockey matters a lot. So my background is as a social entrepreneur. I started an organization at the age of 21 called New Global Citizens, um, all about educating high school youth about global issues, and that organization is now in 14 states across the country supporting social entrepreneurs in 33 countries around the world. So I'm still on the board of directors for that fantastic organization. And then Chris Petroff is the other co-founder of SeedSpot, and he spent his early career working for the Greater Phoenix Economic Council, recruiting businesses to Arizona and convincing them to land in Phoenix. And so his primary you know, expertise is around uh, getting entrepreneurs the resources that they needed once they landed in Phoenix. And so we both decided that as Arizona natives, we wanted to insulate more entrepreneurs that had good ideas with the support and resources that they needed. So we opened SeedSpot in October. October of 2012. So I would encourage anyone to check out our website, www.seedspot.org. Um, we have three more Venture Fridays here at the office where you can come and meet these companies and hear their pitches. They're every other Friday at 11 o'clock and they're all listed on our website. We also have Demo Day, which is our big graduation on May 17th. Um, so you can go online and get your um, registration for that event. And then uh, May 18th, the registration opens up for next year's application cycle. So again, all of the information is on our website. May 18th, log on and apply. The application will be open for six weeks. We'll close it, and then we'll select the entrepreneurs for the fall and start in September. And for the recommendation of the week, if you have Netflix, there's a movie called The Dream Is Now, which is now available. And uh, the cool thing about it is that there's local people like Erika Andiola, who is in the movie. It's about the stories of dreamers here in the United States. And they interview different uh, dreamers from all over the nation. So check it out. It's on Netflix. And the movie is called The Dream Is Now. <laughs> So this weekend is filled with awesome events that you guys can go to. Unfortunately, some of them are in conflict because they happen on the same day, but there's a little bit of um, everything for everybody. On Friday, Seed Spot is having what they call their demo day. You guys just heard an interview with Courtney Klein, who's one of the co-founders of, of Seed Spot. Um, so this event is where 16 startup companies pitch their business venture and how it's changing the community. Um, it's going to take place on Friday the 17th at 6.30 p.m. at Phoenix Symphony Hall, which is located on 1 North 
first street. And the cool part of it is that the community gets to vote on one of the companies because $10 from your registration cost, the registration costs actually $30, but $10 from that actually go to a prize giving to one of the companies that is chosen by the audience. So that's happening this Friday. Also on Friday, el viernes también va a haber un evento que la verdad se pone muy padre. El evento se llama Noche de Lotería y lo organiza el Hispanic Business Alumni Association de ASU. Es una, un evento muy padre en donde tienen una, una subasta silenciosa con arte de diferentes artistas locales. Tienen la oportunidad de jugar la lotería. El año pasado fuimos nosotros y, se, y es bastante divertido. Te entregan tu carta, te entregan tus frijolitos y te pones a jugar con, con todos los que están ahí, ¿no? Todo así como la muerte. Exacto. El chorrito <risa> Exacto Entonces lo padre de este evento Es que lo que se recaude uh, Por medio de las entradas Y de la subasta silenciosa Y de las otras cosas que hacen Se va para el programa de becas Del, del Hispanic Business Alumni La entrada cuesta 25 dólares Y la compran antes del jueves Y el viernes pues va a subir el precio A 35 dólares El evento empieza desde las 6 de la tarde Así que si les interesa ese Vayan La verdad que es una muy buena causa Es todo sí. lo que se trata de ayudar a estudiantes Pues we're all for it Y es bien Bien divertido, la verdad, el evento. Plus, a lot of really cool people in the community go. So if you want to... Yeah, it's a great, like, mixer, like... Really networking great event. networking event. So yeah, go to that. It's going to take place at Madison Event Center that's located on 441 West Madison Street. So there you have it. That's on Friday also. And este viernes y sábado va a estar uno de los eventos más padres, yo creo, eh, de Phoenix. Oh, hell yeah. I know, que se llama Los Días de la Crescent. Entonces, un como festival de música que se organizan en, en el Crescent Ballroom, va a ser el viernes y el sábado desde las 7 de la tarde los dos días y chequense nada más las bandas que van a estar ahí, el viernes va a estar Jaleo, que es una muy buena fiesta la verdad, Vox Urbana, que también They're es una really muy buena banda, good. Flamenco por la Vida Mariachi Pasión, perdón Salvador Durán, que viene desde Tucson y que That también dude. es un muy buen showman We had him at Stilos last year and it was a really good time DJ Seduce y ¿Quién creen? Sergio oh. Mendoza y la Orquesta, que es They, una uh, super banda, yeah. la verdad que son excelentes músicos, también. ajá, que también vienen de Tucson and again, they're gonna give you a really good time ese es el viernes, el sábado viene Black Carl, Congos Sarah Love Robinson, I know Black Carl is a really good band, Sarah Robinson and the Midnight Special, una banda que se escribe Yamway, I Am We I Am We, oh my god, yeah. I'm so dumb <laughs> Una banda que se llama I Am We. No, no, no. So embarrassed right now. Dry River Yacht Club and some others. Yeah, so it's gonna be a really awesome time. Every um every day is 10 bucks, which is really nothing. That's 20 bucks for like a lot of bands, and they have food trucks outside. They have drinks. You have like a lot of friends there. You find people that you know all the time. Yeah, at one of the coolest places in the city, which is the Crescent Ball. Yeah. Nubia, ¿escuchaste las noticias? Diale. ¿Escuchaste las noticias anoche? De la que hizo la Angelina Jolie. Pues estaba escuchando hoy en la mañana. ¿Qué es? Bueno, primero les voy a explicar qué hizo antes de que diga Nubia su parte de, su, de lo que ella piensa, ¿no? Lo que pasó fue que Angelina fue al doctor, ella me platicó, me llamó por teléfono, me dijo que fue al doctor y se hizo un examen para ver que si, su, si, algo, si sus genes tenían propensibilidad de, de, de tener cáncer entonces lo que, le, lo que le dijo el doctor al final de todo fue que tenía 87% de probabilidad que le dé cáncer o sea que le dé cáncer del que ¿cómo dijiste? de mama de mama 
o de los ovarios. Entonces lo que quiso ella es quitarse los, las boobies y decir, no me va a dar cáncer. Bueno, le bajó a 5% de posibilidad, entonces ahora ya se siente más segura. ¿Cuál es tu opinión? Mi primer instinto cuando leí el artículo fue decir, no manches, esta doña está bien loca. Uno, por el historial que ya tiene Angelina Jolie de un poco de... <risa> drogas de... y rock and roll. <risa> Sexo, drogas y rock and roll con Brad Pitt. No, pero siempre me ha parecido que, la, que es un poco excéntrica, uh -huh. entonces esto se me hizo una manifestación más de esa excentricidad, ¿no? Uh -huh. Sí tienes razón en el hecho de que supuestamente el gen, la mutación del gen que tiene, la hace 85% más propensa a desarrollar cáncer. Porque su mamá lo tenía. Porque y de eso murió su mamá. mamá. Exacto. Pero, de todas maneras, tiene ese, ese otro 15% de posibilidades de no contraerlo. Que pero... sí es mini, que sí es, que sí es menor. Pero ahora, otra cosa, sí por tener el, el, la mutación del gen eres 85% más propenso a desarrollar cáncer, pero de las, de las personas que tienen esa mutación solamente el 65% lo desarrollan, entonces ya es, un, ya es menos. Pero lo acabas de decir, solo el 65% eso es más alto que el 50% también. Ajá, pero de todas maneras hay más probabilidad que no lo tenga. No, más probabilidad que lo tenga. 65% sí. Claro, pero del 85% <risa> quiero decir. Ah. O sea, baja, baja otro, otro... Le bajó a 5% ahora. Sí, pero ¿Qué tal? O sea, yo entiendo eso. Yo entiendo eso, pero de todas maneras me parece, sí me parece un poco loco que el que te digan que probablemente vas a contraer cáncer haga que tomes una decisión tan radical como para quitarte los senos, porque ese no es el único factor de riesgo para que contraiga cáncer. Esa es una cosa que, a mí, que, que es lo que me hace a mí pensar en eso. Hay muchas cosas que uno puede hacer, hacer más ejercicio, cuidar tu dieta. Hay, hay muchos alimentos que la verdad nos hacen más propensos a contraer. A, no a crees que, que otros. Bueno, sí, eso lo entiendo completamente. No crees que tú, ella siendo una persona tan rica y teniendo como, como ese y todo, que ya ella se alimenta de esa manera. Pero también hace muchas otras cosas. Sí, yo, o sea, yo entiendo, pero ¿qué tan malo es que se haya quitado? O sea, ¿a quién, a quién le afecta? No. ¿A quién le afecta? Para o sea, ella, ¿qué onda? Para ella no. Bueno, yo lo único que dije es que me parece loco. No lo hace malo. O sea, la, la doña, si, es, si eso es lo que quiere hacer, ella tiene el dinero para restaurarse los senos y hacerse los ver igual que de hecho ya lo hizo, o sea, ella se hizo ese procedimiento y también se hizo el procedimiento de restaurárselos, o sea, que la gente ni cuenta si iba a dar. Que de, Ahora, hecho, que de hecho el examen para hacerte eso son 3 mil dólares para nada más saber si tienes mutación. examen, o sea, ahí está. Sí freaks me out a little better that I didn't think she should have done was make it public. One, nobody was gonna know. Nobody was gonna be able to tell the difference. Maybe her boobs were gonna be a little more firm or whatever, but people weren't gonna be like, oh my God, Angelina. What if anything, they, they would have thought she got a boob job. Oh but it's not like other celebrities don't get a boob job. But why does she have to make it so public? And the reason why that freaks me out is because there's already a big frenzy about... Cancer or breast cancer. Breast cancer. Mm -hmm. There's already, even though it is a big cause of death amongst women, there is this general exaggerated paranoia in us about mm -hmm. getting cancer, yeah. right? So this thing just feeds to it. So what scares me is that other women are gonna be are gonna say, okay, maybe I should do it. Maybe I, maybe I, it's gonna, they're gonna freak out and they're gonna say, maybe I have that mutation of the gene. So if they do it, what what happens? I mean, they do it and they do it. They're not wasting your money. No, they're not wasting my money or your time. But the thing is that. And, and, and this has been proven. They have done studies about this. And again, you're right. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect... Or affects, people in general. But it affects them. They're, 
there there have been studies that talk or that speak to the um, to the psychological to the emotional effects that 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 mastectomies have in women. So it's not as easy as just saying I'm gonna I'm gonna remove have that breasts. procedure and remove my breast. It's just all the other implications are also hard on women. So it's not as simple, I guess. So oh, that's yeah. what freaks me out. So my thing is, if you're gonna do it and if it doesn't affect anybody, like you said, ella tiene el dinero para hacerlo, tiene sus motivos para hacerlo, no lo hagas público. To me, it definitely made me made me think like, oh, I have to go check myself. Not necessarily go and do that procedure, the three thousand dollar one that I was saying, but go and like I mean, you're at an age that can't have it, mm -hmm. you, you know. Yeah. So we have to start getting checked. So go get checked. <laughs> not not to that extreme, but I mean. <laughs> and if you have an opinion about that, um, yeah. we'll post on the on the blog the the article. the op the op-ed that she did for the New York Times, so that you can read it. And if you have an opinion about it, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Thank you.